Hi, and welcome to the Jan and Chuki Show. This is Jan, and uh, of course, this is episode two of season two. Welcome back, uh, all of our listeners. Uh, so, of course, I'm Jan, and uh, I'm here with my partner. Why don't you go ahead and uh, go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, this is um, Chuki. So, anyway, uh, we're going to talk about a lot of different things today. Uh, of course, we want to remind you about the website. It's new and improved. Uh, we're still on Twitter, uh, still on Facebook. So, if you want to uh, leave a comment, go ahead and drop on in uh, to one of those electronic locations and uh, just enjoy yourself. Leave, leave your name. Tell us what you think. Uh, so there, uh, there are a few things that we want to uh, talk about today. Um, I was at a uh, convenience store earlier uh, in the week. and um, What's a convenience store? Like uh, where you go to the bathroom when, no, when you need it's, the convenience? No, it's convenient because you go there, you get your gasoline, you get your, uh, you get your snacks, you get your uh, you get your chips. You get your soda. You get uh, you go into the store to get your gasoline. No, well, yeah, I prepay. So I like you just to, go in and buy I like what big jugs of it? No, you just go up to the counter and you, you know, you give them your debit card or your credit card or whatever or cash. You can even use cash. It's kind of an old fashioned thing now, but some people still use it. So it's a gas so, station that has a store in it. Well, or a gas attached. station. I, I would I would call a gas station a store. Unless it's just like some phantom thing with pumps out there with nobody there, nobody to accept the money, nobody to do maintenance. <laughs> that would no, be you, you, that would be kind of a weird place, wouldn't it? You swipe your card at the at the pump. Yeah, I mean, I know that there are those kind of places, but I mean, they're, they're far and few in between, aren't they? No, those, I, every gas station I go to, you can use your card at the pump. Yeah, I understand, but places that don't also have an accompanying store. That's kind of a ridiculous way to lose money, isn't it? To just have the pumps and have no store. The only place I know about that is a certain place called Nam's Club, which I don't, obviously I'm not saying the real name because I don't want to say their name, but everybody knows about Nam's Club. But, you know, and they don't sell snacks or at least as far as I know they don't. Anyway, the the point is the reason the reason I brought this up is because I had this experience where uh, I was, I, I got gas and, um, I went in. You went it, to the convenience store to get a drug for your gas problem? No, I got gasoline for my car. Oh, so, gasoline. Yeah, gasoline. So I went in to uh, the convenience store, and I got a, a soda at the fountain, soda fountain. I got a fountain drink. And uh, I got behind this guy. I went up to pay, and there was this guy in front of me, and he was having a real hard time with the credit card machine. You know how you get up there and you swipe it through and then you have to push buttons? Right. And it had, it had like this little LCD screen. And apparently he was having a hard time reading it. And it was it, it was a bro. And The so, screen was a what? No, the guy was a bro. You know. What do you mean he was a bro? You, you know. You you're, know always reducing, you're always reducing things to people's colors. No, 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 no. I think that's pretty offensive, no, i got to no. say. No, this is like a category of person. He was, he was. Uh, yeah, a category like you have. White people, no, yellow no, no, people. No, no, no. This isn't a racial category. This is a social category. It's a, a bro is someone who dresses in a particular way and acts in a particular way. And they're mostly found in California, specifically Southern California. And they're, um, Wait a second. There are certain things you see uh, by a person and you know they're a bro. How do you know they're, you don't find them in other parts of the country or in other countries? Because, okay, well, I'm assuming, but I've lived, I have lived in... Let's see. I've lived in one, two, three. I've lived in four states, and I've only seen bros in California. 
I've traveled through California, through Northern California. I never saw a bro in Northern California either. And I visited three, no, I've, yeah, I visited three foreign countries and I've never seen a bro in there in any other country either. I would say the species of bro is only here in Southern California. So it's a different species. They're not human. They're human, but they, but they set themselves apart. They set themselves apart through dress and through behavior. I see. Yeah. So you were upset that you were behind one. I'm not upset that I was behind one. I don't have a problem with bros per se, but um, this particular bro was having a problem because, well, one of the things that they like to do is they like to wear really dark sunglasses and he couldn't see the little LCD screen on the credit card reader because there was glare coming in from the sun. And all he would have had to do was take off his sunglasses. I mean, I could I could read it, and I was like five feet behind him, but he couldn't because he because for whatever reason he wouldn't take his sunglasses off. And I thought, you know, look, bro, why don't you just take off your sunglasses and you'll be able to read the thing and you'll be able to make your transaction and I'll be able to do my transaction and get out of here. But I'm being stalled by this bro who won't take off his sunglasses. And so that's what you said to him? You said, take off the glasses, bro? No, I didn't say anything at all to him. Because it's, you don't say things to a bro. Because you were because, afraid you would get pounded. Well, because they're, that's part of their behavior pattern is they're very violent. They always drive those raised trucks, and they wear the, you know, they wear the black shorts that go down to their shins, and then they Wait wear black second. socks, and then what? How do you know that they're violent? Because bros are violent. Everybody knows that. I don't know that. Uh, well, you need to get out more. Do you have experience with bros being violent? Yeah, I see them just, it's just the way they act. It's their demeanor. They have a certain demeanor that says, hey, I'm I'm a violent person. I, I'm not someone you want to deal with. Yeah. You also believe that youths drinking soda on the side of their mouth are gang members. Clearly they are. They're advertising And they're it. dealing in drugs and arms. I'm not saying they're dealing in drugs and arms, but they're advertising the fact that they're gang members. I don't, bros are not gang members, unless you think, you know, the entire brotherhood of the bros are a, are a gang, but they're not. It's, it's not even a loose association. They just want to look a particular way. It's their deal. It's what they do. I it's think, like a religion for them. I think you're prejudging a whole group of people just based on what they look like or with how they're dressed. And I find that offensive and I want to distance myself from you because of it. Well, go ahead. I, I will. <laughs> So, so what I wanted to talk about today was uh, how it's just no longer fun to fly. And I know that this is material that's been covered um, probably by a bunch of other people. And you know, so every- why are you covering it? Well, because everybody has a different perspective on it. And I, I have my own. Flying and, is um, fun because you're going, generally, you're going somewhere that you're going to enjoy yourself. Yeah, but g- yeah, the destination is fun. Getting there isn't. It's no longer fun to fly. While you're flying, there's no problem. You just don't like the time that it takes to go through security and stuff like that okay i'll agree with you that's a big part of the problem but the the process itself is no fun it's and and there are just so many horrible problems well wait a second like what you mean when you're just sitting there in the plane traveling at 400 miles an hour to your destination that's the part that's not fun yeah a lot of times because you're scrunched in these tiny little seats they made the seat smaller so they could fit more people on to make it more efficient well you could have bigger seats just buy with, a first class ticket yeah well i'm not a millionaire Okay, we've we've already discussed that. So what you want the pilot to be doing stunts and stuff. You want him to do loop to loops. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. You want that. him to fly real <laughs> low close to the ground. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that the the airlines need to have a more respectful attitude. Like uh like you are when, so spoiled. You live in the western world, you can fly yeah. on an airplane to anywhere you want. Yeah. 
And you're complaining that the ride itself is not a vacation or not exciting. It's not comfortable. Flying, as I understand it. If you, you go fly, go fly a plane in Russia or a third world country. Now the flight will be entertaining. It will not be boring. Well, let me tell you something. The longest flight I ever took was when I took my class to England. I took a small group of students over to England, and we we had to go to the wrong airport. Wait a second. How long is the flight? Like 10 hours. So you could sleep during most of it? Yeah, believe me. I wasn't sleeping. So you're complaining that you fell asleep and didn't no, have good actually, dreams? No, actually, on that plane, the seats were pretty comfortable. Of they were course. They were big. But so, that's because it was a much bigger plane. Well, of course. So what? So, so we went, okay. How was that not fun? Let me let me get to the part of it that wasn't so fun. When we got there, the well, airport. Wait a second. What do you mean when you got there? I thought you said the flight. No, yes, when we arrived on okay, the flight. So, we did, so the arriving, arrival was arriving, the problem. Right. That's part of the flying process. That's part of why I don't like flying. That's part of why it's not because fun Because you anymore. have to arrive. No, this particular arrival was very horrible. All right. Because, first of all, the airport in... London was snowed in, and so it was we, what it was snowed in. There, there was heavy snow on why the runways. They, why don't they clear the runways? Well, I guess they didn't have enough time. It was a sudden snowstorm. So oh. anyway, so you you're upset that they didn't try and land in the snow and slide all over? No, although we later found out that there were plenty of uh, airlines that were. It was just our airline that wasn't. So I don't know. So you chose so, an airline that's not very daring. Anyway, <laughs> I don't. I don't want my airline to be daring. I want them to be responsible because and and tell me this is justifiable. So we got diverted to um, the airport in Manchester. In Manchester. And Manchester. How far is that from London? About two hundred miles. So we landed in Manchester, and the airport there. Had well, wait a second. What? Why? Why? There's no snow there. No, there was no snow in Manchester. Wow. Okay. You know, England's like other countries. They they no, have. No, I just thought you know, that it was close it's, enough. If it's if it's snowing in one place, it's snowing over every square inch of the island. I didn't mean it like that. I just figured, with airports that close uh, together, maybe there would probably be snow there. Well, in fact, there wasn't. So oh. anyway, so we we got there, and it, I mean, it, it was cold, and you could tell it was cloudy outside, but it was it was perfectly fine to land. So we did. There was no ground crew. What so, time of day did you land? Oh, well, maybe five in the evening, I guess. And so we got there because because you could still you could see outside. It was still it was still daylight because this was April. So maybe the time change so we, and everything and being tired messed you up, and it was actually five a.m. No, it <laughs> no, it wasn't because while we were still on the plane, it grew dark outside. Uh, well, so you understand you're traveling across several time zones, right? But it had nothing to do with it. It was it was like five o'clock local time. I mean, they did announce the local time. It wasn't a problem. So anyway, my point is the frustrating thing: we were on we waited on the plane on the tarmac for eight hours. Okay, big deal. Take a nap. Big deal. They wouldn't let us off. They wouldn't give us any food. They they ran the beverage service through one time in eight. Hours. Well, maybe that's all that they had. They came on every hour and said, okay, folks, we're going to be deplaning in just a few minutes. And we never did. It took eight hours. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Was your flight crew American or British? They were British. Okay. And they were very friendly. They were very nice about it, but they couldn't do anything about it. Don't you see? That's the problem. They couldn't do anything about it because there was no ground crew. There was nobody to bring out the... The thing, you know, to hook onto the plane so you could go into the airport. 
There wasn't anybody there. They had to call people from home to come and well, wait a second. work. So the pilot gets on the phone and calls some some guy at his house. No, the t- the people at the tower were there or whatever. The people who bring the planes in were there. There wasn't the people, you know, the people who get out and they have the little orange sticks they wave around and the people who come and get the luggage off and all that. Those people weren't there. Why are people working in the tower but the other people aren't there? Well, maybe it's a safety thing. There probably have to be pa- people in the tower all the time in case an airplane gets diverted. Well, if, if in case which is airplane, fact, which is what happened. Well, don't those people have to get off the plane? Yeah, of course, but they don't have to make provisions for that. They only have to make like safety provisions. So anyway, my point is, we got uh, we finally did get off. I'll bet okay. what happened was you made a scene during the flight. <laughs> And they no, were, and they were punishing everyone else because of what you did. No, I was, I, I actually, the just the flying part, I really didn't have a problem with. You, you were know, probably complaining the, about the meal or something. N- no, the meal was good. Actually, the meal was delicious. Uh, it, it, I got to watch television on the way over, which made it a lot more bearable. You probably but, kept it real loud and kept people awake. No, I was using headphones. As a matter of fact. Well, there's something you so, did. So, <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I was just a good passenger. That's what I did. That's what I was. So anyway, we finally got off, and uh, we were there in Manchester. And the, the I have to tell you, this tour company that we used, it was just so horrible. I called them up, and I said, we're in a different city from where we're supposed to be. We're not in London. We're in Manchester. And the girl that I talked to, she said, this was, a, this was an educational tours company. So anyway, this girl that I talked to. I had this like emergency contact number and she said, well, maybe you need to see if the airline will do something about it. And I was like, no, you need to do something about it. Your the company needs to do something about it. I guarantee and, when you got her on the phone, you were instantly angry and treated her poorly. Of course I was angry, but no, I didn't even let it show in my voice. I let concern show in my voice. So what's wrong with asking the airline to provide a bus back to London. <laughs> because the airline told us that they weren't going to do anything. We were just there for the night. So, what do you mean there for the night? We were just th- going to be there at the airport for the night. They weren't going to provide second. anything. You said you, you said you landed at 5 p.m. Yes. And it, you were on the tarmac for eight hours. Yeah, it was 1 a.m. when we finally got into the airport. So that's not the night, that's the morning. Yeah, early morning. I think most people still consider that nighttime. All right. Well, I don't know why you couldn't just get a bus and have it take you over to London. How were we going to charter a bus? We were in a foreign country. I don't know how to charter they a have, bus. They have ground transportation. Yeah, of course they did. But how am I going to... You didn't land in Namibia. So, <laughs> so I'm in a foreign country. It's 1 a.m. It's not and a foreign I'm gonna... country. England's not a foreign country. Okay, it's foreign as in it's not the United States, but right. they speak English there. Yeah, they do. That language barrier was not an issue. Okay, so okay. what's the problem? I don't Hire even. A bus. I don't even know how to find one. How am I? They I just, I just, there? I just go around outside, in the cold, no, one a.m. Sure in a foreign country, and go around saying, "Bus, bus, come and pick us up. Bus for hire." What? Are you mad? I'm. I'm just glad that there were other adults with your group. Hey, I was the one in charge. I was the one well, who finally that's why got the. Maybe you had so much problem. They have so, telephones in the airport <laughs> to call ground transportation. Yeah, I didn't know how to work them. Okay. Oh boy. I finally figured it out enough you so that I figured could... out that one end goes to your ear and one end goes to your <laughs> mouth, <laughs> and that the person no, on the other finally... end probably spoke English. No, I finally figured out how to call the tour company, um, which, by the way, is called EF Tour Company, and. So I'm just telling you, this is the kind of experience that we have. So that them. you're using the real name. 
Yeah, it's because not they're enough. no EF because they're horrible. EF should stand for enough failure because that's what they give you. And so I finally I think it got stands a, for extra fun. No, also by the way. Wait, let me ask you a question. Was Manchester one of the cities on your itinerary? No. So they threw in an extra city for free. Yeah, but they cut off an entire two days off of the tour. And and I have they to say, they didn't cause the snow. No, they didn't cause the snow. And but they, they let you see Manchester. <laughs> well, okay. The only part of Manchester that we saw was the airport. That was your so choice. Airports of the that world. That was your choice. You had several <laughs> hours there. You could have gone out and done anything. Gone out and done what? I don't know. I've well, never been to Manchester. Okay. But I'm sure well, they have we stuff were, to do. Well, we were sitting on the tarmac. I, I was able to see pretty far out into the countryside, and it doesn't really look like there's that much. I understand. To, I think to don't, don't they have a soccer team, a football team? Well, here we call it soccer. I know. That's why I said there they soccer call it. and football. Don't yeah. they have one? Yeah. yeah. Manchester United, I think is so what it's called. So go catch a game while you're there. <laughs> okay. That's a very realistic type of... Um, thank you. Yeah. Well, thank and you they, for and your... And the tour company wasn't even charging you for that. I think they did your favor. <laughs> well, What EF, other sporting events were you listen, planning on seeing there? Let me, let, me tell you, let me tell you something. EF Tours is ridiculous. So okay. the point is, eventually, eventually, the airline decided to make it right. So like at three in the morning, what no kidding, was this? I forget. So at three in the morning, this, it was an American company though. It wasn't, it wasn't a British, it wasn't British Airlines. So eventually, uh, they bring a van for us. Oh, not a van. It's like a bus. It's like, a, it's like a small bus. So we got on and it was just so ridiculous. So we got on and we're traveling through the night. It's it's actually a pretty nice bus. It's actually pretty comfortable. It's heated. It was, you know, it was, it was a nice transportation. So this was at and, 3 a.m.? Yeah, it was three. It was about 3 o'clock in the morning. And so... So why what? why did you say you sat there all night? It was only two hours. Okay, I'm also counting in the time that we sat in the plane on the tarmac yeah, for eight hours. A comfortable, warm plane watching movies and having snacks. Yeah, with the recycled, nasty air with... Huh, you complain about body noises. How about body odors? all surrounding you and, and getting into your clothes and stuff. It was horrible. It was nightmarish. So anyway, we finally get on the bus, which is, believe me, a welcome relief. People are practically crying with relief to get out of that airport. So we're going through the night, and, you know, that that's the whole thing. We arrive, and we can't even see anything. We can't even see the country we came to see. So we, we're on there, and because, apparently, the bus driver explains this, because we're going to be taking such a long bus ride, it's over so many hours. I forget what he said. But because it's such a long bus ride, it's a two, it's like 200 miles, there has to be a stop in the middle, a 30-minute stop for people to eat. And I'll tell you, nobody was happy with that. Why not? Uh, What's the big deal? Because we wanted to get to our hotel room. We wanted to get to sleep. You know, by the First time— of all, you should have slept on the plane. But <laughs> you had a lot of time to sleep. Uh, okay. Secondly, right. it's, it's another stop. Before you even get to <laughs> London, you've already had Manchester— now you're going to have another stop somewhere between the two for 30 minutes to eat. Right. You said people didn't have food on the plane. Right. And no, now you're okay. complaining that they're, okay. they're giving you a chance to eat. All right. It was a welcome. It was I don't welcome. Think they could it was you happy doing anything. Okay. It was a welcome. Well, okay. Yeah. At that point, we were pretty darn frustrated. I'm not going to lie to you. But so anyway, we stopped at this enormous gas station. It's hard to explain. It was like a gas station for trucks. The bays were big enough for like big trucks or, or buses to go in. Were there bros and, there? <laughs> I told you they don't have they don't have a bros in other countries. Were there English bros walking about? I don't think there's any such thing as an English bro. Well, yeah, I'm sure that they must have their variant of you know tough into youths who like to walk around and do menacing things. I don't know. I didn't see any while I was there. I can tell you that. So anyway, we we stop at this. It's like a huge. 
it's it's like a it's like it's like a food court inside. It's this huge building, and you have like different kinds of. I think they're kind of like fast food restaurants, and so some people got hamburgers and some people got this and that. Well, Did the they, bus have to take on gas? I think they. I think the bus did get some gas. So you're so, upset that they stopped, even though they had to get gas. You would have been stuck. No, w- w- clearly a bus can go 200 miles without refueling, and I'm know sure how much it has when it begins. Oh my goodness, this has nothing to do with absolutely nothing right. to do with the story. Go on. So anyway, we stopped there, and uh, I got some. I I I got fish and chips because you know I like fish and chips, and I thought, okay, I'm in England. Have you know have something that's quintessentially British. And so I have to tell you, I had the best fish and chips of my life. At a, the, at a gas station. It was at a gas station. And it was incredibly delicious. Here's the big difference, though. I guess that shows how terrible our fish and chips must His, be. No, our fish and chips are great. I'm just saying there's... Saying, if, if you get good fish and chips, best you've ever had in your whole life, at a yeah. gas station. Yeah. I mean, that's like saying that a gas station hot dog here is good as a hot dog at a ballpark. It's not. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. Our fish and chips here must be miserable. Our fish and chips are fine. My point is, their fish and chips over there are dramatically better. I mean, it's like they're the progenitors of that. They're they're the ones who began it, and so obviously they do the best. Right. So anyway, I got these. But here's the big difference: no tartar sauce. Yeah, absolutely no tartar sauce. And so they were just I, out. It wasn't that they were out. Apparently, they don't do that. And so they did have packets of mayonnaise. Okay. So I got several of those. And I have to tell you, it was just, it was phenomenal. It was is really that delicious. Is what you used or is that what they use? Oh, I don't know what they use. I didn't see anybody else eating fish and chips. Maybe because it was four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> well, maybe, but I, I, I got the feeling that this place was used to all night visitors because there was a lot of people there besides us. Okay. And so, so anyway, we got, you know, we got so back. So look at that. You've already what? had two stops in two different cities. Yes. You had a luxury bus ride that you weren't going to have otherwise. Yes. You got to eat the best fish and chips of your life. Yes. I mean, I don't know what you're complaining about. You should Listen, be thinking EF. No, I am. Well, extra EF, fun. EF is horrible. Extra failures. Entire entire famine of goodness. Excellent the, fish. No. <laughs> well, how were the um, people in England? Oh, the people were terrific. I mean, all of the British people, well, with one exception were really friendly and nice and helpful, and I think we're very happy that we were there. And, of course, there was uh, an overweight French woman who stabbed me in the back with a nail file when we visited Stonehenge. Why did she do that? I don't know. I think it was probably an accident, but she was really loud and rude, and she obviously wasn't watching where she was going, and she stabbed me in the back. It drew blood. Did you slap her in her face? No, of course not. I was in a foreign country. I didn't want to cause an incident, an international incident. Did you go and get a policeman? <laughs> you mean a bobby? That's what they're called over there, you know. No, I didn't. I didn't think that it was that big of a deal. I mean, it was basically a scratch, but it did draw blood. I was injured and drew blood in a different country. You bled on foreign soil. I bled on... <laughs> in a way, yes, I did. There's, I left a little bit of me there. Apparently not enough. <laughs> but anyway, that's, that's kind of a larger story. We'll, we'll have to talk about that next time, I suppose. Right. <laughs> Well, it's time once again for Cruise News, and uh, this time I think I found not only a story that's interesting, but also serves a real public health benefit. Um, I was looking at a certain newspaper. You're very Um, interested in cruises, more so than I would think, certainly, because 
You've never been on one. That's kind of why I'm interested in them. I really want to go on one. That's why I'm always reading about them. That's why I find interesting things about them. So I think you should be able to understand that instead of being constantly critical like you always are. It's not critical. I just found it interesting that you want to know things about something you've never experienced. Okay, you say interesting, but you're being very demeaning and hurtful when you do things like that because basically you're trying to point out, you're trying to say, you're different. There's something wrong with you. Have you found out if there's like a weight restriction for going on cruises? (laughs) Maybe that's news you should know about. (laughs) Okay. Um, Maybe that's some, oh yeah, you mean for you? So I can find out for you to find out if you're able to go? Because let me ask you a question. You're extremely overweight. Is that why you were asking? Did you check to see if there's like um, be, the need for you to buy two tickets be, because, for the amount you're going to eat? Because of your body mass index is like over 45. Is that why you're asking I think, me? I think what you need to do is you yeah. need to submit like a little health thing that talks about your yeah. weight and everything. Yeah, that so you know where to put you on the ship right. for balance. Right. So you, yeah, because you would have to get a cabin directly in the middle, so that you're not. So uh, that you won't, the balance yeah. Of the ship. So you won't make the ship lean to one side. I think you got really ought to think Maybe about you that. Maybe need to be on that deck that has the extra wide hallways. Anyway, so well, you know what? I'm done with your uh, insulting me at least about you need to my weight. Shower at least, you yeah. Just dip in the pool. Talking, talking about, yeah. You know what? I, I think that you ought to find a different way to deal with your anger and your you emotional isolation. I've rather been on a than, cruise and I had no problems. Yeah, well, I have not had that opportunity because, I again, I'm not wealthy like you. There are a lot of people, including myself, who've gone on cruises who are not wealthy. Well, okay. I I guess then it just depends on what your definition of wealth is. You know, you You can can buy— You can go on cruise for like three or four hundred dollars. You can buy a bath towel every day. You can use a bath towel every day of the week. You have that many towels, okay? I don't don't have that. I don't have that luxury, okay? I wish I did. I know. You use one for two weeks and then you wash it. Wrong. In a community I actually, wash tub. I actually have five now. So I use I I almost use a new one every day. Well, seeing as how you do laundry every on weekends weeks. on weekends, I use one for the whole weekend. And then during the weekdays I use a new one. Alright, remind me not to visit you around the Anyway, obviously that wouldn't be a problem if I was on a cruise because as I understand they give you an abundance of towels. Anyway, yeah, they I, actually launder them each day. Anyway, <laughs> it's anyway, it anyway, be like so, being in a fantasy. Place anyway, <laughs> anyway, the uh, the story has to do with this thing called the norovirus. Look how rich I am. It's on the cruise ship. They bring me fresh towels a, every day. It's an, this one's not even damp. When you're done insulting me, I think we can get on with the story, okay? Right, okay. Because the people are interested in knowing. I'm sure. They're okay. Not. Yes, they are. You know what? You know what? People depend on this. I think. I think we depend we're on starting. What? Are you pod- telling them about a cruise that you've never been on? No, the Jan and Shuki show. They depend on it because we provide them with an alternate fantasy reality. Let me tell you something. There's no such thing as an alternate. Fantasy sure, there reality. is. We yeah, sure there is. We're making one every time we come here and do this. No. And, and you know what? Frankly, it's becoming almost impossible for me emotionally to deal with because because you're so shut down emotionally and like an icy robot that it's difficult for me to to even come here and do this. Sounds frankly, like you need to get a puppy. Yeah, you know what? I don't I don't need to have animals Everyone around. Everyone needs to be your friend, right? I don't no, I don't need to have animals around me to prove my worth like you do with a menagerie that you own. I I don't even want to get into that. Right, the point is it's not true. Yeah, I'm talking about something that's important for the public to know for their health. Fine, apparently, fine. apparently there's been a problem on cruise ships with the restrooms, with cleanliness. With the public, I'm not talking about the restrooms in the cabin, which is not a problem. 
I'm talking about the public restrooms. This is a news item I read. I'm not going to say the name of the paper. It's like, uh, it's, well, it's, let's just say it's a paper that usually has a very colorful thing on the front cover, like a very colorful picture. And they usually only have generally happy news. They don't really report like big, big bad stories. So it's I a think newspaper people, that uses color photographs. That let's just say it down. it's like, okay, the name is like uh, New Essay Today. Fine. Okay. So anyway, I don't know if people are going to be able to figure out what that is. Probably not. It but, was very cryptic. So anyway, they had this story. You should go to work for the government. And you should you should put together secret spy messages that can't be interpreted and decoded <laughs> by the enemy. Is that the kind of work you were doing over in England? So, when no, I was on man A's. No, I was <laughs> no, I was I no, That's I was a on a secret code. No, I was on a school trip. Anyway, the Russians will never know what that means. So, <laughs> so anyway, I uh, I read this. Try to figure that one out, Putin. <laughs> I was you. You were you were sure I was going to say tartar sauce, but I, said I was mayonnaise. <laughs> so I so I read Apparently this story. The French figured it out they were stabbing you in the back. So I was, so I read this story, and it said that they tested these public restrooms aboard the cruise ships, and they found this this virus called the norovirus, which causes gastrointestinal problems. I mean, it's like it's not like a fatal thing. You are not going to die if. You know, if you come in contact with this virus and get sick from it, now, but you're going to have this, this virus has a different name because you're starting it with an N, norovirus. No, no, no. It actually is. I don't have any problem saying the name of the virus, the real virus, the real name. That's not, it is norovirus. It's not like nons. No, I'm not. No, I'm not talking about that. And by the way, non is a real thing. It's a kind of Indian flatbread. So, what are you talking about? I, I you were when talking I said about how the toilets don't flush on cruise ships. No, they do. <laughs> no, they do flush. This is a problem again, and I want to reiterate: it's the public restrooms on cruise ships, and I t- and it's they say that some of the surfaces are not cleaned every day, and that's why this stuff called the norovirus can be a, a health hazard on cruise ships. And why do and you I was, care? Why wouldn't you just use the bathroom in your cabin? That's the entire point I wanted to make for this segment, but of course you beat me to it. Uh, I what I was going to say is: why would you ever use a public restroom? when you have your own cabin to go to right there on the ship and you could just use your own bathroom. I know why this is a problem for you. Why? Because you don't think you could fit into the bathroom in your cabin. <laughs> Look, no, it's because I, no, it's because I don't particularly like to use public restrooms, and here's just another reason why well, a person something. shouldn't, especially when they've got one available for them right there. It's, it's private. It's in your room. The, it's, right. You're behind two locked doors. I presume the bathroom door in a cruise ship locks. I don't know. The bathroom door in a cruise ship. On a cabin, on a cruise ship. On a cabin. Okay, let me ask you this. You've been I on a cruise. I think you're so angry You've been... <laughs> that bathrooms are dirty and they have a flushing problem that you, okay. you can't even All pronounce right. the words right. Okay, let me ask you a question. Let me you... tell you something. I've been on a cruise ship. I was going to ask you. And sometimes you're like a 10-minute walk easily from your cabin. Big deal, 10 minutes. And there are, and there are a ton of public restrooms. I wouldn't go that far away from my room. Of course you would. No, if, I wouldn't. I I myself wouldn't. Okay, see, then I you guess you're like, not going to eat see, on the you cruise like, ship. See, you like to put everything that you do onto other people. And of course I'm going to eat on the cruise ship. Didn't you tell me they have 24-hour-a-day free room service? So you're just going to stay in your room during the whole cruise? Why not? No, of course not. I'm going to wander around, but I'll never be further than five minutes away. Well, there's got to be a bag to, to use for bathroom purposes. <laughs> or a bottle. 
or something. No, well, first of all, if I was going to be that obscene, why wouldn't I just use the ocean? But I'm not. My point is, I'm not going to use a public restroom when I've got a perfectly... Sur- besides... That's ridiculous. Oh, besides, That's like so, saying that you go on vacation to to England, for example. Yeah. And you have a hotel there. Yeah. And while you're out during the day... Yeah. Visiting the sites, looking at things... Right. Every time you need to use the restroom, you're going to return all the way back to your hotel room. No, of course not. England didn't have the norovirus problem. And the bathrooms, even the public ones, I always found were clean. I'm talking about a cruise ship. This is cruise news. If you want to talk about that again, we have to go back and redo that segment. And I'm not willing to do that. I'm we're going to have to save it. If you're on a cruise ship, sometimes yeah. your 10 or 15 minute walk, they're very large. Oh, now it's 15 minutes. It now you're like three miles away. You have to like take a helicopter Listen, back to your room. You have to take a tram. The deck that you're going to be able to afford yeah. is in the bottom of the ship. You're probably going to be next <laughs> to the engines. And it's quite a walk down there. And you're going to have to go down there no. to your private bathroom. Listen. Which, by the way, the crew is probably using. Let me. And they're probably narrowed out. Listen. Listen. That's why they keep them down there. <laughs> Listen. I, none of, first of all, none of that's true. You're talking absolute nonsense like you usually do. Uh, but what I was going to say is, it's a big deal. Let's say you're a five-minute. Let's say you're a 10-minute walk away. Who cares? Some you walk back. can't wait that long. They need to go. The elderly. What if there's an emergency situation? If there's, look, if there's an emergency situation, you should go, you should use the public restroom, but don't touch any of the surfaces with your hands. It's very simple. Well, why would you, you do that anyway? Because some people do. I'm just saying it's a general rule. So in other words, it's this a general... huge problem that you're talking about is just solved by washing your hands. No, it's a general rule. Do not use public restrooms if you can possibly avoid it. It's simple. Go to your cabin. It's sometimes too far to walk. Go enjoy your cabin. That's what it's there for. Yeah, go enjoy, the, the enjoyment of the cabin is the private bathroom. Yeah, obviously. That's a huge part of it. Well, I hope you enjoy your cruise just sitting in your room, eating room service. Don't worry. You know what? You may eat enough that you won't be able to get off the, the ship by the time it's done. <laughs> Don't worry. I won't have any problem. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Jan and Chuki Show. Remember, not everyone who listens to the Jan and Chuki Show will enjoy the harmfully told anecdotes or the sparkly, witty repartee of the hosts. Neither Jan nor Chuki, nor their parent company, Jan and Chuki Productions, nor any subsidiaries, should be held accountable for the quality of any part of the broadcast. Jan and Chuki reminds you to enjoy the show responsibly. You should not listen to the Jan and Chuki Show if you're quick to anger, if you expect high-quality entertainment, or if you're diabetic experiencing low blood sugar. The Jan and Chuki Show may cause discouragement in domesticated animals and has been shown to cause clinical depression in aquatic mammals. Some listeners have complained of gas pains, facial lacerations, and hair loss. If you experience these or any other symptoms, stop listening and turn on cable television immediately. If symptoms still persist, rent all seven seasons of Star Trek: The Next Generation and watch each episode back to back. This will either cure you or kill you. Jan and Chuki wish to thank all those who helped to make this show possible. Unfortunately, there are far too many people to thank, so they'll just have to fend for themselves.